Welcome to the second season of Words from Ward. Today we have for you a special Christmas edition, hosted by Lene and Esther. Merry Christmas, everyone, and Happy New Year. I am here with Nia. And what grade are you in? 11. And my question for you is, what does Christmas mean to you? Um, to me, Christmas is a time to show your friends and family that you really care about them. Like, I think getting people gifts that are really thoughtful, not necessarily just expensive, but um, that really show you care about them, I think to me that's what Christmas means. Thank you so much. I'm here with Joey, and my question for you is, what is Christmas to you? Christmas is opening presents and having fun. Thank you so much. I'm here with Francine. And my question for you, Francine, is what is Christmas to you? To me, Christmas is spending time with your loved ones, receiving and giving gifts, but that's not, you know, the most important part. The most important part is getting to spend time with your loved ones, doing things you love together, going out, eating, and <laughs> going with your best friends. You know, skating. Skating's, skating. Christmas is skating to me. Okay. Thank you so much. Hello and welcome back to Words from Ward. I'm your host, Lene. And I'm Esther. And today we are on the topic of Christmas as the holidays are once again upon us. Um, we kind of just wanted to go around asking people how they spend Christmas and what Christmas means to them and also discuss our viewpoint on the holiday and how we spend Christmas. I'm here with... Ryan. And my question for you, Ryan, is what is Christmas to you? Opening presents and gifts. I guess, and also uh, snow. I'm here with Jenna Crawford, and my question for you, Jenna Crawford, is what is Christmas to you? Um, Christmas is like a lot of things for me. Like it just means spending time with my family and friends, and like just being happy together. And it's just such a happy time for, especially me. I just I love Christmas a lot, and yeah, it's just it's a great time to spend time with the people that you love, not really the presents or anything. Thank you so much. I'm here with Adam. And my question for you, Adam, is what is Christmas to you? Uh, the birth of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. I'm here with uh, Gabby. And my question for you is what is Christmas to you? Um, I feel like Christmas is the time where like people can come along. And I guess that is the time where you can really show your gratitude to people. And uh, you can also see how people see you as a person too, I guess. Um, I also like it because it's like a lot of family time. And so it's for me personally, it's my only time where I really uh, gather with my family together, like at the same place. Now, I would say Christmas is... Christmas is a really big thing, but at the same time, yeah. when it finally gets there, it's like, is this really Christmas? Yeah. You know, you spend so much time anticipating it, and then on the day, like Christmas Day, you open your present or two, maybe you send a little haul over to your friends, and then you kind of sit around <laughs> like, so this is Christmas? <laughs> this, <laughs> this, this is Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> but yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think as I've gotten older, Christmas has kind of become demystified because, spoiler alert, Santa Claus is not real. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. But um, I've definitely become less enthusiastic about Christmas and every other holiday for that matter because, I don't know, I guess that's part of growing up and not maturing, but just seeing things for the way they are. Um, I've kind of found that 
as I get older, I realize that how transactional Christmas is. And mm -hmm. you, it's supposed to be a time of giving, yes, and also rece receiving, yes. But I think a lot of us have put too much emphasis on the receiving aspect of it. It's almost as if it's become a thing of taking. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and I don't know. I guess, like, I honestly don't think it gets that way as you get older after high school. But, like, as you're a teenager, I guess it might feel a little bit redundant. Like, maybe you're stuck in a bit of a limbo. You're not really a kid anymore. You might not have as much money, but people are expecting you to buy gifts for them. You know, and it's just, like, meh. <laughs> it can be a very meh thing. I mean, who doesn't, like, receiving gifts? I love giving gifts and not so much the receiving but yes i like receiving <laughs> gifts everyone does i find personally that i have a lot of fun giving gifts to other people um but also what i don't like about the whole thing is that there is an expectation of receiving <clears throat> yeah um i don't know i think some people it's okay if you're like love language is gift giving yes. or gift receiving or something, but sometimes it feels like there's a bit of pressure mm -hmm. that people always want something and you can give without there being so much monetary value, but sometimes I don't know. Christmas does get very expensive. Yeah. And you see that a lot like on the news and stuff like that. There are families that they might spend their whole year being amazing to their loved ones, but once Christmas comes around they you know, put their value on how much they can spend on gifts and all those sorts of things. And then it really does show, like, how what are people really appreciating when it does yeah. come to this season of giving and charity? Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to get across is that the bottom line is there's not always something to be gained from everything. I think there's a lot of gratification that can be found in finding it within yourself to give instead of expecting to receive mm -hmm. and just you know being around other people you yeah. know um during christmas you might you might see some extended family sometimes it's just great to be in the presence of others you know that quality time exactly. can be really really nice you know there shouldn't always be an expect you know kind of marking how yeah. Good an experience was from what you gained or... Exactly. You know, say like, just deciding how much like you care about a person, how much you like a person at the end of the year for how great their gift was exactly. to you. You know? That's, that concept is insane to me. Like, if you need a gift to decide um, how someone feels about you or thinks of you, there's obviously a problem there. Mm -hmm. um, but in my household, I remember this. There was this one year. Um, I don't know what it was. Well, or maybe I do, but I, not a place to disclose for a podcast. A <laughs> podcast. But there was this one year. It was, like, my mom, my sister, and I, and, like, my immediate family. I don't remember spending Christmas with anyone else but my immediate family, like, being my mom and sister. Being my mom and sister, and... Um, I think the only thing I got that year was a, a watch in a stocking. I think I was six at the time, and I don't remember being upset about it, but I was happy knowing or kind of having some sense of understanding of 
what the scenario was, I was happy to be with my my mom and my sister and the rest of my immediate family, I guess. Um, and that kind of just goes to show that no gift or anything with monetary value attached to it can dictate your relationship with a person and how much you enjoy that person's presence. If that makes sense. No pun intended. Presence. Present. Did you get it? <laughs> Did you get it? <laughs> I got it. I got it after you explained it. I just, I don't know why that reminded me of, like, growing up. I mentioned, like, monetary stress on families. Yeah. But another thing is, like, with your peers. Yeah. A lot of time it's like, what did you get for Christmas? What did you get for Christmas? No, like, oh. And it's like, oh, I don't know if I want to talk about that. Because, like, there's always going to be one person who got a new phone or an iPad or $200 shoes. Yeah. And, like, a million tiny little things in their stocking. And it's mm-hmm. like, wowzers. Okay. We are in the age of... This is... I don't even know if this term exists, but I'm going to come up with... I'm going to coin it hyper-materialism. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you remember 2018, 2016 to 2018? There was so much emphasis on, like, a very specific set of belongings people had. Like, it was um, Bape, Supreme, oh, uh, Adidas su- su- Superstars... Uh, the superstars needed to go. That was insane. Um, and I remember everyone posting on their stories what they got, and I was like... Those thumbnails of those, people sitting on their that. bed with, like, a plethora, no, a exactly. plethora no, exactly. of things that they received. And, you know, and then, let's say, in these situations, you tell them what they received, they're that's all? That, that's it? <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for that. Like, what, what, what do you mean by that, you know? And it's like, does that mean you are more loved because you received $2,000 worth of gifts? Or what's happening here? I don't know. It just... And I can't imagine that it's gotten any better. I can only imagine that it's gotten worse. And with the stress that the pandemic has put on people, I can't imagine how, like, kids in, like, middle school are feeling in those situations. Because I feel like we're a bit more mature than that in this, in, you know, in our, in our grade and age. But, you know, those 8th graders and 7th graders and even some ninth graders and 6th graders, they must feel kind of poopy. (laughs) Because, you know, you can't really help your financial situation. And what you receive is often, like, what people can do, you know? It's, like, Mm -hmm. it's the best that they can give. And oftentimes people go outside their financial means to provide gifts. And then there's someone from the outside looking and they don't know anything about the situation and they just go, that's it? Yeah, that's tone deaf. It's tone deaf, and it's it can be really hurtful. It can be, yeah. And then it's no... And then it makes these kids maybe even have resentment for yes, their families because exactly. it's like, why can't I have that, you know? Exactly. And then they don't appreciate it. And then it just... It's a lot of back and forth, and yeah. it's a lot of strange relationships, and it's it's not fair. It's not fair to anyone in those situations. I know. And I think the holiday season, it's just like, there's no foresight included in that, and by that I mean... Grow. I think growing up is obtaining the ability to step out of so- outside of yourself and realize that the things you wanted at Christmas are things you probably won't use in like a year from now, half a year from now. You'll forget about them. Like <clears throat> it's the holidays, and it's easy to um, attach so much importance to that, like gifts, the gifts you receive. But then after that, what do they really mean? Mm-hmm. My little sister would always... And, you know, she's the youngest child, yeah. so my parents would, like, go out of their way to get her what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Do you people remember when Hatchimals were running the world? 
they were president, they were prime minister, they were governor general. They did everything and the kids wanted them. They were selling out. My little sister wanted a Hatchimal so badly she would not accept anything else. You could put a solid gold block in front of her. If it wasn't a Hatchimal, she didn't want it. And so my parents were like, she has to get a Hatchimal. She has to. She needs the Hatchimal. Mind you, these things were over $100. And it was... I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Um, And so my sister went to... My older sister, she went to so many stores looking for this Hatchimal. You told me this. She ended up going into Thornhill. I live in North York. She went into Thornhill in the mountains and everywhere looking for this Hatchimal, standing in line for hours upon hours for this Hatchimal. I think my little sister discarded her Hatchimal in five days. She discarded the Hatchimal. My God. She only wanted it when someone else picked it up. It hatched. Mm -hmm. She played with it for one day and she was tired of it. She was like, okay, thanks for that. You know, and it's like, wowzers. And I think that's why I've grown to think like, I need to get something that I will really use yes. as a gift. If someone asks me what I want for a gift, I don't know. Give me something that like I don't want to buy myself. Exactly. Buy me some new CeraVe face wash. Recognize, some socks. Recognize the importance of practicality. Exactly. Because the, the other things, they're, they're supplementary. Mm-hmm. They're not forever. They're temporary. Everything is temporary. Wow, that was really deep. I'm just <laughs> but yeah, the things you want at Christmas when you're 15, 16, 17 are not the things you're going to have in your life forever. So let's step into the practice of not, you know. And that's not everyone. We're not saying we're, you're not practical. You might be very practical. Uh, good for you. Thank yeah. you for being so aware. Um, yeah. Because the people, the people, the world needs people. The world. Like you. Yes. And your parents probably, or your loved ones, your guardians, the people who buy the buy you these gifts, they probably really appreciate that, yeah. you know, because it also hurts whoever got you that gift when you discard it. Yeah. Especially if you were really raving about it, if you wanted it so badly, mm-hmm. and it couldn't even see the light of February. Exactly. <laughs> like, what's up with that? I remember one year, we have these, if you're Filipino, you know that the family parties are absolutely insane. Not insane in, like, party, like, rave, but it's like, <laughs> they're just so... There's so many people, so many family members attending. Every family junction is a family reunion. Um, And I remember one year, I didn't even know this relative that well, but um, she had bought me a book, and this was before I had recognized the importance of literature, and I went home and complained to my mom that I... Mom, I hate this gift. Like, what am I going to do with this? It's words on a page. Like, it's a book. I'm never going to use this, and I hate it. And I regret it every day because I donated it. And this was when I was maybe eight or nine. I donated it, and it was the... I remember it was um, the Grimm... The Grimm's... Is it the Grimm Brothers? Or, like, the original, like, fairy tales. Seriously? Yes, it was the original fairy tales. And every day I, like, regret it so hard because... I did not have the foresight, again, to realize that this is something I'm probably going to take interest in in the future, or something that is of interest to me, because now I love reading, um, and I'd love to, you know, go back in time and read that book. Um, So, when you receive a gift and you don't like it immediately, don't complain about it. Give it some time. Give it some time. Let it marinate. Let it sit. Let it stew, you know? Exactly. You don't know how fast you change. Exactly. And on that note, like, with um, Ganyans, I mean, 
my parents weren't really the biggest gift givers or whatever. I mean, I never believed in Santa Claus in my life. <laughs> no never. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> no, I didn't. It was, for a lot of Christmases, it was... Everybody hopped in the car, and, you know, we went to Fairview Mall, we went to Walmart, we went to the strip mall, we went everywhere, and it was pick up what you want for Christmas. That's what it was. It wasn't Santa Claus is coming. My parents were African. What's up with that, you know? It's like, like I'm first generation, they're not going to entertain this idea of Santa Claus, especially with, like, their older children, you know? My little sister got to believe in Santa Claus. I was on the news talking about St. Nick. Fun fact, it's true. I was on, like... Channel 6 News in, like, the third grade. No way. I can't make this up. I cannot make this up. They got the news people to come to my elementary school. This is off topic. They got them to come to my elementary school, and I was helping the little kindergartners make, I don't know, like, like popcorn strings or whatever. And I was like, it's not real. Santa Claus isn't real. It's St. Nicholas. I oh. was such a downer at, like, nine years old. I don't know what was up with me. But oh. <laughs> I was probably eight, maybe seven. But, uh. yeah, I never believed in Santa Claus. It wasn't a thing in my life. So we just went over to the mall, we, we picked up what we wanted for Christmas, and that was it. It's like, yay, lovely, I got what I kind of wanted. But when we talk about practicality, I was a practical child. Mm-hmm. By the age of maybe 11, I was like, I want a tablet, because this is so <laughs> versatile, this can do so much. My brother wasn't, he wasn't um, as lucky, uh, he wasn't as aware so for about two years straight, he was like, I want a Nerf gun. I want a Boomco gun. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was ridiculous. And then he, he receives these things. A, they need so many batteries. B, they need so many bullet refills, all these things. Yeah. And then he discards it in a while. Tell me why I was tasked with sharing my tablet. Oh. My parents were like, Esther, you have to share with him. I was like, I'm what do you scared. mean I have to share with him? I'm scared. I was traumatized. I was like, no way. Why it- is the family iPod- iPad like <laughs> a phenomenon? I was like, no way. Please don't make me. I had to. Then for like after a while, it broke. Whatever. It was cheap. And then, oh. <laughs> then I was like, okay, I want another one. So I got one. My brother got one of his own. And then he broke his the day he got it. The day after he got it, he shattered it. And my mom was like, you have to share with him again. I was seething. I I had to practice so much restraints. It was really a tough time in my life. Um, But yeah, it just shows you, like, your age really does not determine your maturity. Exactly. And you need to stop going after these fads because where are they going to get you? Like, you think you know it all. You really don't. You are like a victim of capitalism. You are. The YTV ads and commercials were were great. They were amazing. But you couldn't let them sink their claws into you. You trapped. You You were trapped. (laughs) You couldn't let them get you. But me, on the other hand, I believed in Santa until the ripe age of 13. Oh. (laughs) Like, there was one year. I was, I think I was, I might have been 10 or 11. Maybe 10 maybe even nine. I'll say ten as, like, the, the median. But I was ten years old, and I wrote a letter to Santa Claus in the North Pole, and I delivered it with a bunch of questions, like, trying to grill him to see if he was real. I was trying to, like, I was trying to clock him. I was trying to clock him, and I was trying to figure out if he was real or not. And so I wrote him this letter. I get the, like, the curated... Mm-hmm. template note from the post office back which answers none of my questions and I'm positively like 
upset. I'm upset <laughs> and I'm frustrated and I feel betrayed by this guy who says he's my friend, but he's not. Um, but then Christmas night comes around. I write another note. And this was before, prior to Christmas night of that year. But I write a note to him venting my frustrations, um, saying, why didn't you answer my questions? I thought I could trust you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, like, why didn't you answer my questions? I had very good questions, and I think you should be thankful that someone's breaking the mold and not asking you for things, but asking you questions. Oh. Um, <laughs> it must get lonely up there in the North Pole, and I don't think your elves like you very much. But that's, like, the nature of what I said, and... Christmas night comes around. She rolls around very stealthily and silently. It was a silent night. <laughs> and I'm cracking the jokes. I don't know if they find me funny, but I do. I should. You do. You sure do. Oh but anyway, Christmas night rolls around. And I had already, like, my mom actually, I didn't plan on sending the note. My mom sends it for me. Like, she found it on the, the kitchen table. And she sends it out. She's, I'm doing air quotes right now, but she sends it out. <laughs> and so uh, Christmas night comes around. I, I've said this like three times, but I'm sleeping. And then I wake up, and then I see on the, the kitchen table again another note addressed to me, and I, I, I'm confused by this. So I open the letter, and it has all my questions answered. It has all my questions answered. And so for the next two years... I go on believing that this red man in the sky is real. That he's real and he has my back. Your mother fooled you. <laughs> you were bamboozled. Oh, it was a time. It was a time in my life. I was young and naive. Um, but now I know better. Honestly, I respect kids who believe in Santa. <laughs> that must it must have been fun. It was fun. Like it seems like a lot of fun. It was to believe fun. in Santa Claus. Like, oh, he's gonna, he, he's going to somehow ma materialize in my living room and put something under the tree just for me. I don't know. Maybe I want to go back in time and be a child who believed in Santa Claus. Like, how does every, almost, with the exception of you, how does almost every child on the planet, no, not, I'm not even going to say planet Earth, I'm going to say North America. How does every child in North America believe that this guy comes around once every year, sneaks down... A chimney, sometimes this chimney isn't even real. It's just like a chimney, air quotes. But how do they, how does everyone, how is everyone under the impression that he's real and he is giving you gifts? It's just not possible. Like anyone with critical thinking skills, you know what, me, I'm exempted from that because I figured it out for myself. But anyone with, you know, some thinking could probably come to the conclusion that this is fake. This is like phony. This is a this is fraud, and I'm being fooled. <laughs> what? I think That's that so we true. should just stop telling the children Santa's real. Exactly. Because when they turn like twelve, they're kind of a bit old for this, and you have to go. <laughs> I was thirteen. Susie, <laughs> Santa isn't real, honey. And then they have a meltdown. Why are we letting our children have meltdowns when we could simply protect them and be honest and be like, there is no man who's coming here. To give you things after watching you for 365 days. <laughs> it doesn't happen. There are no reindeer that fly. And he does not have a wife. And he does not have elves that tinker about in the workshop. It doesn't happen. <laughs> we just need to be honest and be like, I got you these gifts. Because quite frankly, why should Santa Claus get all the, get all the credit? Yeah. 
Santa didn't pay for these. Like, what? Santa didn't wrap these. What is the point of telling people, a vulnerable demographic of people, <laughs> that Santa is real? And he's monitoring and psychoanalyzing your every move. And if you take a step out of line, you're on the naughty list. That is not a healthy... Um, image you should be giving to children. So who's getting coal? Who's getting coal? <laughs> Where's the coal coming Nobody's from? Nobody's getting coal anymore. It doesn't happen. It doesn't. And quite frankly, I think that maybe some naughty children do should get coal because I'm going to tell you right now, the new generation of children, they don't behave. They don't. They don't behave. And they're getting iPad. They're they're not even getting leapfrogs anymore. And that's I why they can't frog. read. <laughs> that's why they can't read. The kids don't get leapfrogs anymore. They go straight to iPad and Coco Melon. Oh <laughs> there's this one time my friend and I were having a conversation about the future and having children and she gave me this awesome analogy Coco Melon or Cancun and I was struck I was struck what? like do you understand that like <laughs> like like <laughs> spend your money on an iPad or go to Cancun like yes in your adult life if you have if you do end up having children if the fates allow if that's what destiny has chosen for you would you rather spend your time and fill your days watching Coco Melon? Or would you rather be in Cancun? I think Coco Melon causes brain rot. You know, that's what my mom thought about Caillou and SpongeBob. <laughs> and here I am now. So, you know what? I'm going to give them some brownie points for even trying. No, to... no, 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 no. Because I don't like the, like, Coco Melon has no substance. They're always like, okay, but it teaches you, like, one little finger, two little finger. It teaches you the nursery rhymes. You're so count. off topic. You know right the now. ABC. <laughs> We're so off topic. Maybe we should keep that in, though. But. but no, no. But I'm going to keep that in. No, no. Okay, okay. okay. Coco Melon. Coco Melon. Fun. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm so happy I go to the school. Where, I'm so happy I met you. Where was I? <laughs> was I? Coco Melon? Okay, but like what does Coco Melon really do? I think it has so many bright, bright colors. There's like no substance. There's no plot. The, the characters barely talk. It's always like Johnny, Johnny as Papa. That's where Coco Melon started. The Johnny, Johnny as Papa uh, uh, epidemic and, they're, <laughs> and they're, they're just dancing around and it's like oh i i don't know like it's 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 weird i wouldn't watch that watch a show with the plot for kids caillou had problem solving issues yeah. caillou got over it watch some backyard again learn about imagination the kids don't have imagination anymore because they're like my ipad wouldn't do that i no ipad 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 kids are an epidemic i saw a real ipad kid during thanksgiving i had never encountered one before in my life they're scary. They're very, very scary because they just sit around with their face and iPad and they they can't do anything. They can't even eat with utensils. I'm like, what's like, happening? Not even on iPad, face in the iPad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Ooh. This is so off topic. Okay. But I think as a person who is childbearing, the best thing you could give to your children is allowing them to consume good good media, media. Yes. yes give your kids good media that they can still enjoy because they will thank you for it in the future exactly. either that or they'll be a little bit odd expose because, them to culture uh-huh yeah that's a thing show like some shows are good 
like TBO kids shows, they were amazing. Dino Dan, Dinosaur Train, you learned so much. On the other hand, you had Harry and his bucket full of dinosaurs. Lovely, but what did you learn there? Do you see? Do you see? It was beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> I loved it a lot as well. But you have to see the difference. You have to see where what makes them different. You have to draw the line. Exactly. You have to do some of the research for yourself. You can't just shows like TV. And I have a little sister. I have a little sister, and I I try my very best to show her the world through a perspective that is not riddled with nursery rhymes and baby talk. Honestly, I feel like the kids get more um, nursery rhymes than we did. I was never sung a nursery rhyme. What's no, up with neither. that? Me neither. Why do they need so many? Exactly. Why do they? Need, and I feel like they're they're mixing them up now. They're not even like true anymore. <laughs> There's remixes going on. <laughs> literally, like like nightcore. Like literally, uh, you know the little mommy finger, mommy finger. I was watching Baba finger, Titi finger. What's up with that? Okay. All right. And then off they topic. Were, then we they were giraffes. So <laughs> okay, okay. But shows like Tinker Tales. Those shows oh are good. Gosh. You got to learn a little bit of something. Why does the porcupine have quills? Why does the jackal have a different colored hide? Why does the tortoise walk so slowly? Why does the hippopotamus always have the bird? It answers some questions. It was good. It was good. You are so passionate about this. <laughs> There are some shows that were lovely, and they gave you something. Yeah. They gave you something to think about. Yeah. You stopped watching Dinosaur Train, and you're thinking, wow, Triceratops actually shed that, that tusk. I don't think they do. Don't take my word for it. But, you know, you were thinking about something. You were. You were. <laughs> like, when you go and you sit down in front of a show like Coco Melon, your child is, is on Coco autopilot. Is in a show? It is a show. I saw it on, I heard it's on Netflix. It What's up Netflix. with that? It's Who allowed Netflix. that? I used to play that for my sister, my four-year-old sister, every day until I realized the error of my ways, and then I stopped. It must come to a stop. It must come to an end. Honestly, it's not doing them any favors. They are not doing them any favors. Um, I think everyone with a child under the age of, let's say, I'm going to say 13, <laughs> do not buy your child an iPad. Don't do it. Don't do it. If you if you do, put the parental controls on them. And make them strict. Make the them iPads strict. are getting out of control. They are getting out of control. Because why are you being exposed to the internet at such a young age? That's a very fatal mistake people tend to make. And it's crazy. But my point is, no iPads for Christmas unless it's for academic or artistic reasons. Mm-hmm. Unless it's the family iPad. Yeah. And if it's the family iPad, then there should be parental controls that only the parents can take off. That simple. Yeah. You know? I agree. Anyway, uh, Christmas. <laughs> um, my family, they were really, like, they were on the religious side of Christmas yeah. and New Year's and New Year's. Whoa. If New, New Year's, in the morning, you go for, for mass, and then you go home, change into pajamas, come back at 7 p.m., and you pray into the New Year. You pray into the New Year. It, they would be like, it's 11.59, it's 11.59, pray for Jesus, Jesus will help you in this new year, you will be healthy. I was like, oh my goodness, can I take a nap? And the thing was that, my church started using shame tactics. Oh. If you came early, you got to sit in the back, if you came late, you had to sit in the very front. That way you couldn't escape, and you couldn't sleep. I would sleep so much in church, my parents would hit me and be like, go take a walk. Because it was, what, what, what must I do now? But anyways... Just very religious on the side of Christmas. You know, I can't blame them. 
They would make some cutesy cultural food. Personally, I didn't consume it. Um, oh. Peanut soup. I mean, I have like a nut intolerance. But it was like, it was a sign of the times, you know? Like, yeah. once your mom starts cooking up that thing she makes three times a year, it's like, wow, it's Christmas. Exactly. And so this is Christmas. Should we end off this episode right there? With our singing. <laughs> I don't like how they put that song on, like, the dying dogs and the starving children. Oh. Because it's always shaming. It's shame tactics. Yeah. They're like... It is! What are you going to do this Christmas? What are you doing? What are you doing? You had enough money to put together this commercial. <laughs> you got in the studio and you recorded this voiceover and you couldn't help the kids? Stop asking me. Stop asking me. I will, like I will. But you, what are you, what's your contribution to our society? Your society. But let's end this episode oh, off yeah. with a final statement and a song. Um, my Christmas? final statement is. Oh, you want to go first? No, I mean Christmas is just so many things at the same time. Yeah. For so many different people, newcomers to Canada are seeing maybe the Anglo version of Christmas. Mm-hmm. People who have been in Canada their whole lives might be tired of it, and then there are so many new blended and mixed families with people from all sort of walks of life you know your chosen family christmas can be really beautiful if you allow it yes but it can also be a nightmare but don't let it be a nightmare let it be beautiful let things be beautiful my final statement on christmas is that everything is a two-way street don't only expect to receive open yourself to giving and humility and generosity and charity and kind of just step out of outside of yourself this holiday season because not everyone everyone's circumstance is different and not everyone is as fortunate as you are um so keep that in mind going into the holidays merry christmas everyone at mary ward thank you so much for listening to this episode this is Lene and esther signing off wow